Hey guys, welcome to Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. All right, so missed us, I'm sure you did, so... (laughs) (laughs) So we back. So we back (laughs) with another fun episode. But we have something special for you guys today. We have a guest, um, a guest co-host with us today. (laughs) We have our friend Nick Berry, who's a psychotherapist. Say hello to the people, Nick. Hello, people. Hello, out there. <laughs> I feel so special. This is like the first guest star on your guys' podcast. Yeah, yeah this you is should. special. You should, you so definitely. Much. Thank you. Yeah, we, Nick's our we're first. We're so happy to have you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. We've been talking about this for a while now. Right. <laughs> so we decided to um, have Nick be our first um our first guest, and hopefully he can be like a recurring like co-host with us here and there because he's a psychotherapist, and who doesn't Absolutely. need a little therapy in their life, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, some people don't want it, but I'm here to give the people what they don't think they need. Right. <laughs> yes. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about therapy in general, like... Um, do you want it? Do you think you need it? Why not? You know, is it good for you? Are you ashamed? Like, you know, yeah. right? Yeah. I think I think it's something that probably most people probably need. And yeah. They don't even realize it. So it's it'll it'll be good. I think it'll be an informative, good talk session. Yeah. I mean, I know I know some people who definitely can use a therapy <laughs> session or two. <laughs> I mean, I think we all know the same people. Oh. <laughs> if you can see me. I'm raising my hand. Right. Right <laughs> I, I like that. He actually did raise his hand. Actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot about therapy that I think a lot of people don't know. Like, you know, Nick's a psychotherapist and we were kind of like, what is that? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe like kind of tell us like what kind of therapy you you do. Yeah. Go ahead and tell the people. Yeah. I'll tell the people. <laughs> tell the people. <laughs> you know, I've been dying to tell the people what they need to hear. He uh, really has been actually. <laughs> so, okay. So, yes, I am a psychotherapist. <clears throat> Um, also for people that don't know what that term is, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, so yeah, so basically what I do is I help people or attempt to help people feel better, Mm -hmm. um, emotionally. Um, so yeah, I think that. How, what, was what was the question? <laughs> what is no, a psychotherapist? No, no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is, is a psychotherapist? Yeah, so like, uh, you sit in a chair with your therapist <laughs> and the therapist asks you how you're feeling about what's coming up for you. So um, basically psychotherapy is identifying people's reactions as well as their, I guess, interactions with others. And if those interactions and those reactions and behaviors are dysfunctional in any way, mm-hmm. um, then basically my job is to help them identify where like the thoughts that are creating those behaviors and reactions are coming from. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That makes That's sense. Ex- that, that sounds good. That yeah, helps. That clears it up. You know, yeah. when you hear psychotherapist, it makes it sound like you're crazy. But, exactly. But I actually don't think people are. So, right. Well, you know, some they're, people are. Yeah, well, and I mean, I'm just people the best. No, no, I'm not you're, kidding. You're a little crazy. I am a little <laughs> I mean, you know, a little crazy is good. Girl, I've been psychoanalyzing you from day one. I've got my case notes. All right. Well, Look no further. You don't need a therapist. I've got you. And I, <laughs> but right. before, we get into that it's time to play ma'am what do you think yes, ma'am right? what do you think oh my god i think we should let um nick pick the card today oh yeah nick so why don't you pick for, the card for, for those of you who don't know this is a little segment we do where we just have a a, a little group of cards and uh, we pick and there's a topic on it and you kind of just say what you think about it yeah it's so, a random yeah random question yeah random question so, I'm really hoping for a repeat of the first. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I took those cards out. That I, really threw me. I have to say that uh, first one. We can still talk you, about you, them, though. You answered you it like, you, yeah. like you're a professional. If you didn't get the, the first man, what do you think, on a couple of episodes ago, go back and listen, because that yeah. one really threw us for a loop. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right, wait, wait, let's ma'am, see. Ma'am, what do you think? A messy bitch who lives for drama. This is perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to go to therapy. That's what I think. Okay. A messy bitch who lives for drama. A messy bitch who lives for drama. I mean, yeah, as long as the drama is not with me, sometimes I can just sit back and laugh. Yeah, at I it. mean, if it's entertaining, <laughs> I don't, but I don't want it to be involved. I don't want to be involved. Right. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, you know. that, that's what I think of it. Yeah, you know. But there's always got to be a messy bitch in the group. So 
I mean, what do you think? I think we've all had times where we've been that messy, but it was for drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we don't want to admit it, but everybody out there can say, yes, they have this. <laughs> they have been that messy. <laughs> I guess that's probably fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that like living for drama in general is, it's great. It keeps things fresh. It keeps things entertaining. But when you become a messy bitch who lives for drama, <laughs> then the drama just becomes a little bit. Yeah. And it like, and it's, and it's like, infects you i feel like and everybody else around you right you know? for sure i don't for know sure. i mean i guess it's all right if you own a reality show and you're getting paid <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and i mean i think our lives are a reality show kind of yeah right pretty much so. all right well with that being said let's move on into therapy, therapy. yes you know so, so, so you've been doing this for about how long now so i've been doing this for about seven years okay um, was not my life's plan at all to be a therapist really? at all. Um, I wanted to be actually a pediatric plastic surgeon. Oh. Um, <laughs> went to college, never really partied in high school. So went to college, got a taste of what that was like. Medical school was just not on my list of priorities that mm. time. Oh, you got turned down. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Ask my friends from college, the ones that know me. You got turned I have numerous out. nicknames. Um, yeah. So yeah, it just wasn't a priority. And I realized like doing what I do now, I just feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And given that like, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm behind where other people are 10 years, 15 years into being a therapist. I feel like everything that I've experienced has made me a better therapist relationships, just life experiences being behind. I think that it all goes into making us who we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So been doing it for about seven years now. Um, I love it. Uh, started when I did my training, started working with um, recovering addicts and alcoholics. It's great. Um, along the way, I've worked with children with severe emotional problems. And um, yeah, so in my private practice, I think I just see a lot of various issues, people, yeah. relationship issues so, primarily. So what kind of people do you typically get? Is it just like the gamut of whoever just needs it? How do they find you? Like, you know, so. Um, word of mouth is huge. Um, other clients that refer their friends or their family or whoever to me, that's, that's a huge referral because it tells me that I'm doing a great job yeah. um, and they're recommending their friends. Um, I'm also through, um, on various insurance panels. So people will find me through their insurance panel. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty much it. And we're going to have to talk about that too. Cause I feel like <clears throat> there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people just equate somebody going to therapy as like, oh, you're crazy. You can't like get your life together. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's not really the case. Cause like, I feel like everybody could like benefit from a good therapy session every now and then. Don't you? I definitely think, I think I would. I think, um, you know, you don't go because of that reason or maybe because of money or it seems too much to be paying just to talk to somebody. But like really there's so many benefits. I'm sure that, you see that people get out of it, you know, and I'm sure that they even communicate to you that they get out of it. And yeah, um, absolutely. so I think, I think it would be good for more people to do. You it know? would be. And yeah. I know that there's a lot of like, um, reasons why people think they don't go like for me for instance growing up in texas black you know a lot of black people right. are like um i don't need therapy i just need to go to church yep. and pray to god. god yeah you know but sometimes you need more than that mm. i mean you know what i mean like you need somebody to, to tell you you know like somebody that you don't know to tell you because let me just say i have told plenty of people <laughs> 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 You've given tons of advice. I've given tons Saying of unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> I've given tons of unsolicited advice uh, that I'm pretty sure has been pretty right on. Yeah. Because if you had told them and they didn't know you, they'd be doing what I told them to do. Right, for sure. For sure. But I, and I think that that's like another thing of people like, you know, <clears throat> you have family, friends tell you, you should go to therapy. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And it's like, it's uh, not the I'm, same. Right. And then you go to a professional and right. you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, in your defense, thing. that's what you, you know, that's yeah. what you do. And yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah they, that, that's your job, you yeah. know? And so like, it, it makes sense to go talk to somebody where their job is to figure you out and yeah. like, figure, and help you through something. And they where, can give you actual insights yeah. behind like why they're telling you what they're telling and, you. And rather not be than biased. Just, yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. 
Because it's always easy to like just kind of judge somebody's situation from the outside in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you can look from the outside in and just say, well, girl, you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. <laughs> what has he done for you lately? I mean, if you were in that same situation, would you really react the way that you're saying that you were, you would handle that situation? Right. You know, Chances it's are very, you wouldn't. Yeah, it's very easy to tell somebody, oh, you should do this, or I think you should do this in this situation. But if you were in that situation, it's different. So I don't know. Right. I think it's just easier to talk to somebody who's in an actual professional that's supposed to actually yeah. help Absol- you with those absolutely. things. Absolutely. And also, um, Nick, how long is a typical uh, session? Uh, it's about 45 minutes to... Uh, a therapy hour is 45 to 50 minutes. So um, we try not to let them go longer than that because we need our break. Yeah, um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I just came back from London and I did not know how much of a break I needed, how much of a vacation I needed. And it's just we like sit there all day long like absorbing people's... like just <clears throat> discomfort and their, their energy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're trained to just kind of like detach, dissociate, whatever in order but to protect ourselves. Um, there are, for the most part, I think I'm able to, but there are times when I'm, when I notice myself reacting and mm-hmm. kind of like, if it's a client that's, you know, that's very sad about something that's happened, I definitely do catch myself sometimes mm-hmm. like, uh, like, yeah, like you maybe know. not to their face, but like right. after the session's over, at the end of right. the day, you're like, shit, like, uh, like kind of down, like really, you know, sure. like, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Me in session, so after I get done with the session, <laughs> I go to the couch and I lay down and I just like for ten minutes, just enjoy the ten minutes. Oh, do you have a cute couch? Probably, you, know, <laughs> you know, I got a cute couch and a cute chair. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just think that's really interesting because, like, like therapy in general, like I never. I grew up like just, it was never an option for me to ever go to it, you know, but as I've gotten older, you know, there's a, just a ton of reasons why it would be nice to just kind of sit down with somebody. Not that I need this like complete breakout or anything like that, but we deal with a lot, you know what I mean? Like just on a regular basis, like being an adult, it's not fun all the time. (laughs) Even though we make it look like we have a lot of fun all the time. Like, (laughs) but sometimes adulting is just not fun. Like when you have to make certain like decisions, you're like, seriously? Decisions is stressful. There's a lot going on all the time and a lot of, responsibility and then especially being gay on top of it, especially oh living God. in West Hollywood on top of it and, and, and seeing all the just, you know, shit that goes on. Yeah. Out here, there's like know? a whole multitude of issues just being gay alone that like Absolutely. you Absolutely. can talk about, like you get like gay clients. I do. So I have gay clients. I have lesbian <laughs> clients. I have straight clients. I have, mm, unsure clients. And I, right. <laughs> right. Um, I see Kids, I see adolescents, I see adults, I see couples, families, and um, yeah, I think that the biggest thing that people experience is just being misunderstood. Yeah, <clears throat> and not you being know. heard, maybe. Right, exactly. Yeah, because I feel like at the end of the day, everybody just wants to be like acknowledged and heard. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know. Well, like, I think that's why people really enjoy going to therapy that that actually are able to go to and want to go to it because you have this person who, for the most part like validates how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people avoid going to therapy because they don't want to be told they're doing something wrong. But really what's happening is we think about things and we behave the way we do for a purpose. All right. of our behavior has a, has a purpose. Oh, absolutely. And so we're not just, we're not just, you know, just going out and drinking because we want to drink. I mean, it's fun, right? But, I mean, sometimes we do. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, but, but when we find ourselves like the messy bitch who right. loves for the, lives for the drama, I think that, that's when our our issues that we aren't in check with mm. come up, right? And we're they do to like, come out too sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Like you get real drunk. They, yeah. You oh, know what oh. do they say? Alcohol is like that yes. truth serum. Mm-hmm, like you sure. start confessing things and <laughs> or cussing people out. Yeah. Or, right. You know. Well, and it also makes you see things that maybe aren't even really there. You're like, true. I saw you do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've trust me, I've, yeah. been, I've been guilty of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So. Do you find that like sometimes it's very hard for people like when you start you have a new client like is it hard for them to start opening up to you like do you is there like a process that you go through to get them to feel comfortable talking to you Yeah yeah everybody I think just in my own experience with my therapist it's you there's that initial like yeah. I like I know I'm supposed to open up to my therapist but I don't know this person mm-hmm. like I don't even know how to open up a lot of people don't even know how to open up right yeah. right I know it's it's hard for yeah, some for people sure. so if they take the step to go to therapy that's great but I, uh, are there people that you really have to like pry to like get what 
they're paying for you know yeah definitely <laughs> and I think yeah you have to like start like the therapeutic relationship is the most important thing in mm-hmm. therapy you know what I, I what what I like what you just said though I like that you said when I go to my therapist mm-hmm. I do like that because it's nice to know that you actually take part in what oh my you're God. Yeah. yeah like if the stuff I hear and just in session, I think, you know, I've been told by people that I have this like great ability to connect with people. And I, I feel that I do mm-hmm. because it's, it's fairly easy for me to like, you know, when someone comes in for the first time, I feel like I don't have a difficult time connecting with people. And yeah. like, you know, yeah. but the stuff like that I connect with them on is like stuff that I've gone through. And so if they're bringing that stuff to me mm-hmm. and I haven't resolved that on my own, yeah. Psh- I would be a mess. Yeah. Right? I like that you that you take part in it though, because yeah. it's almost kind of like when you go to the gym and somebody wants to be your personal trainer, but they are not in shape, and you're like, "Well, girl, what are you going to teach me? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you haven't even like taken. Yeah. You know like, what have I you mean? Been trained exactly. <laughs> like, are you like practicing what you preach? So I like well, that yeah. you practice what you preach. So well, that's, and that's going, really good. Going back to like when we were talking about becoming like becoming not n- noticeably emotionally affected by your clients, some of the stuff. I think. Um, if you're not doing your own work and if you aren't aware of that stuff, it's going to like come out and like a client who's there to get help from you and is crying. Their therapist is sitting there crying over the story that you're telling them. It's like now the client feels like they have to like, yeah, protect their therapist. And that's completely ineffective. No, absolutely. And it gives you a chance to kind of like have your, you know, outlet, you know, to get that out so you can, talk about it and no that's that's really yes. cool it's I, something i wouldn't even think of actually. oh right no yeah. i i and i i'm glad that i had when i went to grad school i think that a lot of grad schools it's a requirement for you to go to therapy or it's strongly encouraged mm-hmm. because that you if you don't know what the client is what your client is experiencing in the therapy session mm-hmm. there's no way you can yeah. pick up on those things and help them and uh, yeah you know what i've noticed recently too is like on facebook like i'm not a huge facebook um like I don't go in every day like I used to because I just don't really care what people post sometimes. <laughs> and I'm seriously like I'm more of an it's, Instagrammer because yeah, like yeah. I love to look at pictures and like or whatever. But like sometimes people go on rants on Facebook and it just works my last nerve. But I, I've noticed some people recently posting things like people don't forget you're not alone. Mm. You know, talk to somebody because I I noticed that people that like struggled with like you know, their own issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of gay guys that, that I've noticed on my, you know, timeline have been posting like, you know, you're not alone because you can feel very lonely sometimes, you know what right, I mean? And right. like we were saying, we live here in LA and LA is a big city, like LA, New York, Chicago, places like that. But the big cities, you can feel the loneliest mm-hmm. when there's a lot of people around, you know what oh, I mean? Which is, so, which is so ironic, right? Like there's right. all these people. Oh, yeah. And it's like that saying, would you rather feel alone with somebody that doesn't appreciate you or do you rather feel alone in the relationship? And it's like, you're in this city of Los Angeles right. and you're surrounded by so many people that have so many apparently similar like things that you experience. And I think for people that move to LA, I think it's like this huge culture shock of mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, like I didn't think I would be feeling lonely. Why am I feeling alone here? Yeah. Cause you don't know anybody. Yeah. Cause it can be really clickish, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you find your group of friends and, you know, if you're lucky enough to find that kind of group that you can hang out with and you kind of stick with it and, you know, not everybody just goes up to somebody and just randomly talks to people because a lot of people have issues mm-hmm. with doing that. Absolutely. But I feel like it can, for a lot of people, be really lonely. Like, I'm lucky. You're mm-hmm. lu- we're all lucky because we have each other and we yeah, hang out. Sure, but sure. I feel you know. like probably the people that don't even realize that it's the hardest for, and, and this is just my opinion, but, you know, people that come out here to be in the industry, yeah. you know, and they yes. come to make it big and they're just starting and they're probably the ones that feel the most lonely when they come out here because everybody looks at you a certain way when they know you're just starting to yeah. try to be in the industry and they, right. if people can't get something out of you that are in the industry then they don't maybe necessarily want anything to do with you yeah. and unfortunately that's just how, that, that's just how it kind of is out here but with that being said when you find the right people that yeah. aren't that yes. way, it can be amazing. It can be an amazing place. And yeah. you know, we've touched on that in previous episodes before, but I don't know if that's something that you've gotten clients where. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. that was just running through my head. Yeah. Um, as you were saying that, I've, I've had clients that have worked in the entertainment industry in whatever capacity writing, directing, whatever it is, acting, modeling. And I think that <clears throat> there's this, um, just from what I've heard and what I worked with them on, it's this I feel like I'm just an object for people to get what they want out of me, mm-hmm. you know? So there's the, the idea of connecting with people 
having a true genuine connection with people is, you know, relying on them, feeling like it's a, that I can go to you for support. You're not, it's not a transactional relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people that I've experienced working in the entertainment industry get, get so frustrated. It's that they feel like it's just this, like, what are people going to want from me? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that our, in our group, especially, um, there is no like transactional no, expectation. No. Yeah. And we are all in different fields and it's, it's such a diverse group of friends. We're right. really not trying to get anything out of the other one. We just like hanging out with yeah. each other. And that's, right. that's what you ultimately need to find in the big cities yeah. to feel like you're you gotta like have, a part you, of it. You, you have know? to find your family in a yeah, big city. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like big cities, I, I, I always say that like those big cities are the, where you can feel like the loneliest. Well, and I didn't have that until I met you guys until when Anthony introduced me to you guys. And uh, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a whole other story, but uh, that's a whole nother story, people, that I'm gonna yeah. share with y'all one day during story Maybe time. A future episode, a future episode during um, story time. But yeah, I think given someone that is very like extroverted, like myself, it I felt like we we're talking about felt so lonely. Mm-hmm. And you know, you move from where your friends are, you move from where your family is, mm-hmm. and you come here to make new friends and family. And it's just so hard sometimes. Yeah. And so when I finally like got adopted and approved entry <laughs> by, by Miss Wendy over here. <laughs> okay, let me give you a quick story time. Real quick story time. Story time. Story time. Where's the music? We'll tell you yeah, how no, we met Nick. Really. Bit right, insert right, right here. Right, 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 right here. How we do that. So we'll tell you guys how we met Nick really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So our, it hasn't been that long either. No, been, it really hasn't. Like I know, it does. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. But um, one of our best friends, Anthony, whom you guys will meet at some point, um, decided to take a job in Cleveland, Ohio, which we are still not happy about. Um, But anyways, he was having a going away dinner. And um, so we went to a restaurant to eat in West Hollywood. And then we decided to go to um, the yeah. Abbey, right? Because mm-hmm. it was kink night. Yeah, for kink night. For kink yeah. night. But we didn't well, know it was kink night. It was a Tuesday. It was a Thursday. Thursday was kink night, But we didn't know it was kink night. We were just like, okay, we yeah. weren't ready I to go home. I love this kink night. At the kink night. <laughs> it's really just a bunch of people dressed in leather. Right, Pretty right, much. Right, right. What the go-go dancers are dressed yeah, in leather, yes. which you know I love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we just decided to go and have a couple of drinks because um, we just weren't ready to go home and... So we were at the Abbey and it was just a small group of us. And Anthony's like, oh, my my friend Nick is coming. And we're like, okay. And then Nick shows up, which is like, how tall are you? 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, 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 Nick. 6'6", yeah. six, six, Nick. 6'6", six, six, Nick shows up. And we're like, who is this big old man? <laughs> I'm going to climb him. I walk, <laughs> I walk up to you guys and Anthony came and got me. And then I remember like the look on your face, Steven. I was, I was like, like, you were like. You were oh, like the, really. The you typical were like, Steven. I don't know if it was like, like a look. Everybody could see. Was it a look of like intrigue, or was it a look of like who is this coming in? By I you? didn't know. I was like, who is this person? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like hello, hello. Uh-huh. Right. I was like, who is this person? Yeah. But anyways, you, 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 Nick was fun and nice. And then I remember like it was kink night, but then we ended up dancing inside we the inside room, and it was fun music, and we mm-hmm. all danced. And I was like, oh, he's got some rhythm. Okay, I like. <laughs> <laughs> And then we won't tell you the rest of the story. No, the night ended. It wasn't me. I'm just we telling you. It wasn't me. Then it only leaves one other person. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole situation. A whole situation. That was a whole other subject we can talk about. But, but it was like, it was great. Because ever since then, like, I feel like, and then meeting Jarvis. and Yeah. Miguel, it was just like, I think that I felt finally for the first time, like, I, like, was finally settling in LA. And, like, I was yeah. putting down roots, which was great. But Anthony did say, he was like, I want you guys to meet my friend Nick because he's like, I think he'll fit in really, really great and I'm not going to be here. So I want you guys to hang out with him. And, uh, and it was, so even this a, is all like, just, you know, yeah. just for Anthony. We don't just really for Anthony. like it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. No, just kidding. We love you. Let's, let's have a call in from Anthony. <laughs> right. We should. I wish we would have. So yeah. So that's how we met, we uh, met Nick. So anyways, mm-hmm. I thought we should do a quick story time no, of how sense. we met. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, right. But anyway, so back to therapy yes. and speaking of gay guys, like, I feel like there's a whole lot of issues that like we have, like there's like the whole body, like never feeling like you have a nice, you know, a yeah. nice enough body in a lot of situations, especially here in LA. Cause like we work out every day every of day. our lives. Uh, people watch Sometimes two or three times. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Yes. And I, I mean, feel not like- me, but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. As we're waiting for our pizza. Right. <laughs> no, sh- cause, cause, cause sometimes I feel like there are, um, 
like, you know, when we see each other on like social medias and you just see like these bodies that sometimes aren't really attainable for like a regular person. Mm -hmm. And we put like a lot of, you know, pressure on ourselves to like work out. And there's a lot of pressures to just, it is, you could be like dead tired and be like, I have to go to the gym. You know, I have to do this. And like, do we need therapy for this? Or or it's like, Hey, I just got off work at five o'clock. We're going to meet up at six o'clock, but I need to go to the gym for 20 minutes. Just to get a good quick pump in. And when we don't go to the gym, like that, it like messes with you feel so guilty. There's gym guilt. And then you're so conscious of like what you're eating. And it's like, Oh, I just ate that. Yeah. Yeah. But like that, that's part of it, you know, just being here in that image and that's what people struggle with. Well, like I if mean, you they, have body dysmorphia, mm-hmm, like right. that's the thing, right? Yeah, like I said it right. So <laughs> like if you have body dysmorphia, I mean, I know that's a thing with a lot of people. I actually yeah. had a friend who actually had it pretty badly and had to actually go to therapy for it and, and he's fine now, but um, it's, you know. Yeah, and so like when I, when I worked with people with body dysmorphia, it's, I asked them to draw how they feel they look mm-hmm. and really? it is... You just realize people can't draw. Yeah. to draw you, not a stick figure. Come on now. You don't look like a stick. Let's That's go. an elephant. <laughs> I can see that because I, I, I think that a lot of times like when people give you compliments about your body, you don't all the time see what other people see. Like all you can see is like what you want to do better and what mm-hmm. you need to improve. Absolutely. I am horrible at that you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like but but there's a fine line you have to like also be able to realize that like you look pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. And embrace your curves yeah. or whatever it is that you're doing absolutely you know right. yeah that's 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 a hard one and it's like a bittersweet thing out here as well because it's like i feel like i work harder for my body because i moved here you right. know being from you know the midwest so like I feel like because there's that stigma for that image, you know, it's kind of forced me to be healthier and look better. But at the same time, it, it like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's almost like times 100, you know, it's Definitely. just like and everybody's just, oh, my God, I have to do this. I have to do that. And it just it gets crazy, you know. Well, and I think like pool party season. Yeah. And that whole like four or five Summer months. Summer right? so yeah. Started like literally started. <laughs> it is. It's pool party yeah, season. Yeah. Right. I know. Oh, that's true. We do. We're like, oh my God, it's pool party season. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, the first pool party is like happening, you know. <laughs> One of my friends asked, texted me the other day. He's like, you're going to the gym? I'm like, no, I'm taking the day off. He's like, um, summer's coming. <laughs> like winter's you're like, coming. You're like, bitch, it is December. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like four months away. I know. We're so, but I do love me some pool party season that, I am not too. gonna lie but it, but, and don't like isn't it crazy though that we like pool party season ends and we're like oh god I can yeah. eat finally yeah. and then we're already like preparing for it to start mm-hmm. well that's because yeah. when pool party hits everybody we're all in speedos like so fun, seriously yeah there's the, the my most favorite thing about living in LA is is the summertime right. pool parties there's pool parties everywhere every, like, every weekend yeah. and it's just I would do that over anything else if yeah. I'm at a party because I just I love them they're so much fun but you do have to we're all very conscious of our body doing pool party season because yeah. like we're literally all in like little bitty like speedos right. or swim trunks yeah. like when somebody wears like long shorts you're like like, uh, are you, you okay? got something on under right, those? Right, right, right. Like right. you got to reveal. <laughs> you got to rock the runway right now, right? <laughs> like, like, girl, I know you got to reveal under that. And, and I think, like, this just came into my head. I think that, like, we all joke because. <laughs> There's a pool party. And right. The idea is like you're in the pool. Yeah. But Nobody gay men, there's but, maybe one or two in the pool, and yeah. everybody is standing in their cliques around the pool. And I think yeah. that's to show off our bodies. Mm-hmm. Right? And their tennis shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know that they wear tennis shoes to the pool. Their tennis shoes to the pool. And then when people around. do get in the pool, it's like cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Yeah. What the standard, yeah. That's the standard yeah, pool the in the summertime. Yeah. Like Although it. that's one of my favorite pools here. Standard's fun. I know. I, I, I like, I like that, that vibe there. But anyway. Yeah. 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 Enough of pool parties. We've talked enough about those. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I know. We digress. Mm, right. We love pool parties. It's fun. <laughs> you know, but they, but you do have to, well, you don't have to be in shape, but in your mind, yeah. whatever, whatever a good shape is, your ultimate shape is for you, that's where you need to be. Yeah. It should not be. Because you saw this boy on Instagram or, you know, that person there because Mm -hmm. that kind of gets in your head. You know what I mean? And And it's not realistic. It's it's just like unless you're going to change your your whole life and dedicate it to that specifically. Like that's what those people's lives. That's what I just wish more people realize. It's like these people on Instagram, these models, like they're literally living to, you know, 
be that person. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. like we all have our, our daily lives and right. jobs and it's yeah. just too hard to you don't like wanna, really, yeah. you know. You don't want to go down that road of being like depressed yeah. and, and all that. Because I feel like when people start to get depressed too and, and they can't pull themselves out of it. Like for me, knock on wood, luckily I'm kind of one of those persons to where like if I feel down, I'm down for like a day or something. And mm. then I snap out of it. I go buy myself something or whatever. <laughs> retail <laughs> own therapy. My therapy is retail therapy. Yeah. Like, Louis Vuitton makes so much money in therapy. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like, girl, you're bad. How do I what get these credentials? How do I get do you have? Do you have like, like clients that like admit to you? Like I'm going through it and I'm like buying a crap ton of stuff. Because oh, like they, there are some that say like, I'm just really depressed at retail therapy, but there are some that they're so, um, they just lack such awareness of these, these things of like buying, buying clothes, buying purses, buying shoes, buying food, you know, it's, mm. I feel not- like you're talking about me right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> buying clothes, buying purses. I did say <laughs> that I, was, I did say that I was keeping notes. I feel time. like this is pointed directly <laughs> towards me. This I'm is, not- this is an intervention. <laughs> are, you person- are, you, yeah. are you personalizing? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I appreciate this. Maybe for- there's some unresolved issues. <laughs> so part of this intervention is we're going to go burn all your Louis Vuitton. Right. Oh, that would never happen. Uh, <laughs> I would have to, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's people that are so unaware of, like they're so disconnected from their emotions and their behaviors that they're just like, I like to buy shoes. Mm-hmm. Well, you just spent how much money and how are you really feeling? Well, right. I was lonely, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it, people try to fill that void. I mean, when you buy something, it does make you feel a little it bit makes better. You feel though. Great, right? But it's like a temporary thing. It's like you feel good for that like day. Right. And this then you kind of the next day, you're like, I don't know if I should have bought that. Like, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I do that yeah. sometimes, but then I get over it because yeah. I never take it back. I mean, and you still need to be. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really don't. I mean, you did try to take, you did take that one Gucci bag back. I did, but they made me mad because of the whole blackface thing. So I was like, y'all need to take this back because I'm not trying to represent y'all when y'all be messing up uh-huh. with my people. I think that's, but it's, it was Gucci. That was why it was so easily to dispose of. That's true. <laughs> it, it was much easier. Had it been Louis, I would have had an oh, issue. Yeah. I was like, I need to talk right. to somebody at corporate. I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> but, ooh, I have a question yes. for you. Do you ever run into, like, therapy patients, like, out in the bar, like, at the mall, or, you know, just, like, randomly? Yeah, yeah. And, how, and if so, what are, those, what are those interactions like? They're interesting. but <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's all obviously the idea of like confidentiality, right? Like yeah. if people know I'm a therapist, and I go up to this person, I'm talking to them, like, oh, they must be in therapy. So um, I usually don't say anything, which is kind of awkward sometimes because like my client or former client is like, I'm st- I'm, I'm here. Why are you not talking to me? And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, like you do like dodging through the grocery store. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? um, but I have had that happen more recently. I think just living in LA and, and having my practice in LA, I think that it is something that's inevitable and I'm not going to, I'm not going to isolate myself from my world because I have clients that are in that world and it's just about having boundaries and having communication like in sessions or even like in public, yeah. like, you know, and I, I have had people come up to me and tell me like, Hey, you've helped me so much. I wanted to come and tell you, I know I'm not supposed to talk to you, but, but that's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then I have the clients that I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that, I go and you're here and that you stay yeah. here and that you don't follow me. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause the people like they like their therapist and they want to know all about them. Like mm-hmm. there's this, like there's this mystery of, of the therapist. Yeah. Like, and I have that with my therapist. I'm like, what does he do? <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that if I was dating somebody and I brought him in front of you and he happened to be one of your clients, you wouldn't be able to tell me that he was one of your clients? Absolutely not. Because I saw an episode of this on Frasier. Oh, well. so. <laughs> tell me what, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. <laughs> well, it was Frasier's brother, and his brother Niles was like the therapist of this woman, and he couldn't tell him. But I was just like, oh, that that's like a really tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. But I mean, but you can't. Right, and then if, if that, if, I think that has happened to me once. Has then, it really? Yeah, and then you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, give you, me- the person you've been talking about this whole time has been my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's so oh. weird. You got to yeah. give me like some eye contact or something like, girl, yeah. like, <laughs> you're like, run. Like, no, 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 no. Like, no, just, no, girl, run. maybe we should talk about your options. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just tell me like, I think you need a session right. with me. So, right, 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 right. No, I'll no, that's, a, that's a good question because I think that that's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. It's real life. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like a confidentiality thing, and I don't know. That's just really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, oh, I want to save my friend from this person, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, like you can't. I feel like you probably deal with a whole lot of like an internal struggle being a therapist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what Number I mean. Number like, one thing: um, Are you psychoanalyzing me right now? Like, and I'm like, that's a that's a thing for people. Like, if they are friends with with therapists or oh, dating yeah, yeah. therapists. Yeah, I was going to ask you about dating. Like, when you date people and you tell them you're a therapist, like, what do they say? Like, how do they react? So when people ask me what I do, I tell them I'm a therapist, and they're like, "Oh, what kind?" And I'm all a psychotherapist and they're like, Oh no, no. Like physical therapist or like massage therapist. I'm like, no, I'm a, th- I'm a therapist that asks you, how does that make you feel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, what's coming up for you right now? Um, but that has been something that's definitely, um, gotten in the way of relationships mm. and has been a thing that's like, whenever like there's been an, an argument or whatever, there's been something it's like, Oh, don't play your therapist card on me. You're not my therapist. And then there are the times when they're like, tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm not your therapist. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do that. Don't play your therapist shit on me when we're, arguing. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, I would I so do that. really good at that. Oh, like, yeah. I, I would throw that in your face so quick. <laughs> I mean, I know it's wrong, but I would, like, I'd you just like, think you're right. Cause you're a therapist. Right. <laughs> like, right, right. right. They probably think that though. And right? then that's right? another, that's another misconception is, a lot of therapists feel like they are not allowed to have reactions to things mm-hmm. like, and I get it. There should be some sort of like, you know, ability to regulate yourself in those situations when you get upset. But it's so invalidating in my experience mm-hmm. when I'm told by somebody, you should know better. You're a therapist. No, oh, yeah. That, oh, that would really piss me. Oh, that was, gets under my skin it's and it's so, insulting. so yeah it's, it's so insulting yeah yeah no i could totally understand like why you would yeah. get really mad at that like that's just wrong to that hence why i go to my own therapist because yeah. i have problems just like you do yeah. you know so right that's yeah. true yeah. i mean it's like like oprah has problems too exactly you know what i mean like yeah. everybody you know probably like, like not like my problems but no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'd rather have my problems with her money yeah yeah same. you know like people are like money don't make you happy but it can make me extremely okay mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? Like, sure, I mean, right. I'd rather be with money than without it. If I, I with the same problems, mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, can, you can buy a lot more Louis, right? I, okay, exactly. and shoes uh-huh. and other things. Uh-huh. I need, right. I could be in the clothes that I need to be uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but I, but, <laughs> but I, I, I understand what you're saying. I would get yeah. really pissed off with somebody threw that in my face. Like, you should know better. You're a therapist. Like, really, mm. you should know better because you're an adult. Yeah. So how about Absol- that? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But, but what about? children that's the hard part for me like it would be really hard for me to like have sessions with kids like mm-hmm. you know what i mean because they're still like developing and yeah. they're still like like having like what do you what what aspect of it like I in don't, general i just feel like like my heart would just go out to them mm-hmm. so much like it would be so hard for me to detach after they were gone from the session like that's the hardest part I, like i i would just have an issue with it i think yeah it's you know it's it's sad because they don't know better mm-hmm. and they're just given what their parents or whoever gives them mm-hmm. and they they have no choice but to live that life. Yeah, that because kids are you learn so much as a child as to your surroundings like cuz to me you put kids in a room and like kids don't know like to hate somebody else, to be prejudiced, to be they don't know that unless they're taught that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like you learn that so early on from your surroundings. But kids are innocent until like pushed to be otherwise. Mm-hmm. You Definitely. know what I mean? Definitely. So I don't know. And that's yeah. that's a thing. Like I think it's so difficult working with kids in my experience because you're not only working with the kid, you're working with the family as mm-hmm. well or the parents. And so I was going to say, are they usually like in the room with them? No, there, there's times like if I'm working with a kid, I'll have family therapy sessions with them like once a, every, like once a month or something like that. But it's hard when there's such, um, resistance on the parents end, mm-hmm. um, to identify that kids have their own set of feelings. Yeah. And like, 
trying to help the kid make changes mm -hmm. is difficult when the parents aren't willing to do the work as well. So. Well, they're always the worst. Mm -hmm. and, you know, when people get old, they get stuck in their ways, and they're the ones who don't want to make the changes. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So I was kind of curious, actually, about, you know, we, we talk about marriage, and I, I come from a family of divorce, and, uh, you know, my mom was married twice and uh, is now, you know, single. And it's just, so I'm just, like, I guess I'm curious, like, when you, what is the most common thing theme or issue with like divorce that you have you dealt with that mm -hmm. you know specifically and like you know what what do you find is a majority of the reason that marriages don't last um i think a lot of times straight marriages yeah straight marriages i mean <laughs> we, we, we have to distinguish yeah we do we do i mean i'm curious for straight because like being you know uh, uh, having a divorced parents but i it's also gay if that you know i'm just I mean, okay. because gay marriages is somewhat newer, yeah. but anyways, yeah. Come on. Well, yeah, and I think you know, a lot of times people rush into getting married mm -hmm. um, because they think this is like this is the one, and then I'm going to get married. We're going to do the thing. We're going to follow the process. And, and their only chance, right? And then they start having problems, and like either they have kids because it's just part of the plan, mm -hmm. or they have kids because they're like, let's have a kid; it will fix everything. Yeah, that yeah. is the worst thing. That is the worst. And I think also we can tie gate like gamers into that. I think that there's this, this, mis this idea of like this, this, what's the word I'm looking for a stereotype of gays rushing into like relationships mm -hmm. and not taking time. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole lot of things that I can go into with that. But, mm -hmm. um, but we see that a lot with right. gay people. Like they get in a relationship and it's so fast and like, you haven't even gotten a chance to know each other. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know. You like, we even talked about that a little yeah. bit on a lot of previous episodes. Yeah. Would you get married? Adam, and would you have a big um, wedding if so? Yeah, no, I I would. I would. Yeah. I mean, it, I I think in my mind, I like you know, I like to think that that's going to be an option one day, you right. know. I, but I also am a little bit skeptical, being you know, having seeing my mom go through two divorces and, and also being a hoe. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that <laughs> goes kidding. without saying. <laughs> but would you have a big wedding if you did it? That I feel like it would really just depend on the person and if that's something that they really wanted. Yeah. Um, I think I like the idea of it, but I also think um, because I'm a little skeptical on marriage, the thought of spending tons of money on a wedding is really for kind one of, day. Yeah, and you don't even know if this right. if this is actually going to last for one day. The it thought is, yeah. the thought is that it's supposed to last for the rest of your right. life. You but shouldn't go saying, into it thinking yeah, that it's I not. I know, but it's just <laughs> but I'm just being a little bit more of a realist with the situation. Is like fifty percent. Well, I don't even know what the statistic is anymore. But like, yeah, how many marriages don't, don't last? last you well, know? I think what you're bringing up right now is huge because I think that <clears throat> it's your experience mm -hmm. being a product of a divorced parent family yeah. right mm -hmm. so i think when we look at what issues that come up in relationships a lot of the issues that are coming up are our our experience from yep. the past right that you've gotten from um, your parents right and so yeah. i think that's a huge thing is if we don't do the work that's why therapy is so huge mm -hmm. it's like doing the work on yourself in order to not feel like you need somebody to make you happy mm -hmm. and that way if you feel you need you make me so happy like okay you're happy when you're with that person but if that person isn't there if they do something that <clears throat> doesn't meet those expectations, mm -hmm. then you're not happy. Yeah. So your entire sense of well, like, right? Yeah. yeah. Your happiness shouldn't be yeah, dependent on somebody all. else's. But we said that <laughs> Maybe before. I need to do, maybe I do need to go to therapy. Right. You need to go. <laughs> uh, well, I think we it all, sounds like I might have some issues. Right. <laughs> well, we can all benefit. Like my parents were together, but you know, my father passed away some years ago, but you know, they were married the whole time and my mom's remarried now. And I mean, I don't have an issue with like marriage. It's just funny because like growing up, you just, like, especially when I came to terms with, like, you know, that I was gay and not bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> not bisexual. But when you come to terms with that, like, you, you know, getting married was never an option for us. Mm -hmm. Like, it's only become an option, like, you know, recently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a gay kid, you don't grow up thinking about, like, girls do, like, your wedding day, your dress, and, like, you know, what colors your wedding's gonna be, in your horse-drawn carriage. Okay, maybe girls don't say that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Where's my horse-drawn carriage at? Excuse me, I'm waiting for it. Where's my horse-drawn carriage? You know? <laughs> like, you want to put my glass slipper on, or what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, maybe they don't think that. Maybe I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I never thought of that, you know? So like for me, I don't, it, if I did get married, which I'm not opposed to, if it's the right person, I wouldn't do a, 
big wedding per se, unless like you said, that was something that he really, really, truly wanted. But I would do a big old party. Yeah. And yes, have ma'am. yeah yes, okay ma'am. I would have like drag queens go go boys <laughs> performances I would have the work because you would why probably not? do choreograph a little good right? routine yourself exactly you have to gay it up yeah. right I would make all y'all be in like a dance routine because yes. trust me if I had a wedding I would have y'all in all some ugly wedding gowns just to, like uh, 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 I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> well I think you could like what if you ask how do you know you're gay well because like when I think of my wedding I'm gonna have a choreographed entrance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm gonna have dancers in speedos. <laughs> and it's gonna look like this. And I think like I think there's that like women, there's this idea that women have this fantasy of what like marriage is gonna be mm-hmm. like. I think, they I think do we more have than men do. Yeah. Yeah. But we also as gay men have those fantasies of yeah. like, well now we do because yeah. we can't. <laughs> yeah. 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 But and I th- I think that's like why um like when we talk about like open marriages and start open relationships, I think that you know, I was talking to a former like supervisor of mine about this. Gay men have never had those benchmarks. Exactly. So when you talk about a heteronormative relationship, mm-hmm. like you meet with the intention of dating, with the intention of getting married, with the intention of getting kids, with the intention of buying a house. But that's not us. No, we've never had that. Well, maybe so. for some some gay, yeah, yeah. Some, you yeah. know, like I I know some like, that have been together for a long time and they're pretty traditional, but that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, and it's just and it's just there's so many more options and varieties of marriage when it comes to being gay and it's just but i think even for straight people that's changed a lot too in certain situations yeah not all but not as much as us because we've always been a little bit more free but i was talking to my friend travis about this actually the other day and he's like because i was talking about a recent situation that i've gone through and he's Mm -hmm. like you care to share (laughs) should we do another story time When I listened to your podcast last week, the dating one, you were like, you know, people that are in relationships and they just like, they always have to be in a relationship. And I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I like, I do like to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that about you, but you know. <laughs> oh, we've had our, we've had our um, But we were talking about, you know, just, and there is that like, there, that idea when, when relationships just they keep following these patterns. Mm. And that's another reason why doing your own work is huge to identify why you're having those patterns. Right. And so we start developing these like beliefs about ourselves of like, God, am I, do I deserve a relationship? Mm. And we start comparing ourselves to like, mm. and that's a huge problem, right? We compare to what yeah. this image of what we see. Yeah. And, and that's what we were kind of talking about. in that episode, I believe that you're talking about was, we saw people that were in mm-hmm. these long relationships that we were like, they were perfect. We, in our minds, we we're like, yeah. oh my God, that's what I'm supposed to find. But then those relationships they don't ended, work. And yeah. they didn't work out. So realistically, it all just depends on the person, the situation, the, you know. And But it also feeds into like, well, if they didn't work, well, then good luck for yeah, me. I know. And then, then it becomes a negative thing. Yeah. Again, you know, but. Yeah. And then also, like, it's like, um, I feel like everybody, like, you're kind of like, is this the person? Should I give this person a try? It's hard to say, okay, let me give this person a try because what if somebody else is along that person? That FOMO. That, you you yeah. know what I mean? No. Like, that boy FOMO. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, like, ooh, should I give this guy a try? Because, like, if I do, then I can't have that if that comes along. And you know what I mean? Because uh, gay guys, we're bad at that. No, for sure. We are really, we're really bad at that. Next thing. Right. Like, yeah. Seriously. And that's, that's, well, that's, that's the thing with LA is like people are just coming here all the time. So there's always a new next best thing coming, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that's just the thing for us. We're like, well, should I settle down for this one? Because what if? Right. And then like, it, having these experiences and these examples of failed relationships, it's like, why am I going to like, like, is this going to work out? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Right. But then you get to the point where like, okay, well, how long am I going to be single? How long am I going to be hot? How long are people going to want me? (laughs) All right. I need to lock it down. You know what I mean? This one's cute. You need to go back to therapy. Right. Then you need to go back to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, what is my window? How many more years do I have to play? (laughs) (laughs) Before I'm the old man on the side being like perverted, like looking at the young boy like you know yeah. what i mean like i think about that i'm like oh. i do too sometimes when I'm is like, that when is that day gonna come where we're like, mm, is it, like does it, are we too old to be out at revolver i don't know let's not think about that yet. <laughs> right 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 because it's not fair right, it's just exactly. not fair i can't do it exactly but yeah, yeah and we're too cute to not be amen. at revolver can we get an amen <laughs> right amen. i'm like let the people say Okay, I guess I guess we should kind of just go into like what are the options for people? You know, there's there's all this, you know, 
talk about how therapy is so expensive and, you know, that's why people don't want to do it. They don't want to spend all the money or like even maybe the timing is a thing for them as well, but that's kind of their own thing, yeah. you know, but just, just options wise, like is insurance, it is it covered, you know, yeah, for sure. do they have to pay out of pocket most of the time? Like what is, what is dependent of that? So I think as everybody knows, that's trying to find a therapist, finding a therapist is extremely difficult and to find one that you really like, like, and want to keep is even more difficult. Oh yeah. Totally. I agree. Right. Cause yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start with that. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, identifying if you're looking to use insurance, if you can't afford a full fee of session, which can range from a hundred to two, $300 for in some situations, mm-hmm. um, and you want to use insurance. There are therapists that take insurance for therapy. Um, a lot of therapists, though, try to stay away from that because of just all of like the, like the red tape that goes into it. Mm-hmm. But there are therapists that really want to help people and really work with insurance companies. So if you are use, wanting to use your insurance um, benefits, I guess we mm-hmm. can say, um, you basically would just contact them and ask them for a list of in-network providers. Mm-hmm. And then they would give you a list. And then you could go through the list. And a lot of therapists have profiles on Psychology Today. A lot of therapists have profiles on just various websites, mm-hmm. therapist matching services. And there are now therapist matching services available where people can pay some sort of like an initial fee. And then they'll answer a bunch, they'll ask a bunch of, they'll answer various questions and basically what they feel they need and what they're experiencing. And so mm-hmm. from the, that pool of questions, it, they'll get kind of connected to two or three therapists. Mm-hmm. Do people Yelp you? Um, I'm not on Yelp, but there are therapists on Yelp. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I'm on psychology today. Um, which is like a place for people to review. Yeah. Well, no. So psychology today is basically a directory for people and for therapists. Okay. It's, it, okay. Like, yeah, you can find therapists on there. You can find group therapy. Group therapy is another thing I maybe later on to talk about, but, mm-hmm. um, wait a minute, group where well, you just sit in a group with people. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> Steven said no. No. no, no, no. Not for him. Maybe for other people, but I do not want to hear other people whining about their lives. No. I'm good. I'm like, girl, you just shut up because then I'll be turning into a therapist. No, <laughs> like, no ma'am, no, what I you mean. need to do. <laughs> I'm the therapist here. Right. Yeah. Right? I'll be like, what you need to do. Let me tell you what you need to do. Right. <laughs> nope. right. But no. some people like that. Some people like knowing other people have the same issues. Absolutely. You know? and that's, a, that's a great thing about group therapy is that you. <laughs> True. They do. Right, right. Like they, they don't feel alone. Right, exactly. You know? It normalizes it. Like mm-hmm. when you meet somebody that has experienced similar things as you, it's like, oh my God, someone gets I this. guess that's true. Yeah. But I still don't want to go to group mm-hmm. there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so I'm on psychology today psychologytoday.com. Um, I have my private practice in LA. Um, so you can find a therapist. It's easy to find a, like a name of a therapist, but I usually, what people, what I find people really, um, benefit most from is word of mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have a few clients that I've gotten referrals from and that's so great when I hear like, Hey, I was, I was referred to you. Someone, like someone tells me that you're so great Mm -hmm. or, you know, in in general, like you're really good. Yeah. Not only does that boost your self-esteem, but, <laughs> but but you know, it's just good to know that you're helping someone to that extent uh, that they're sure. telling somebody else, yes, go go you're here. Like, I talk yeah. that, yeah. You're like, I talk that bitch off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> I told them to say that. <laughs> no, I love that. But I do love the insurance aspect because I do think a lot of times and like most of us don't realize that it could be a part of your insurance. And to be honest, we all pay a whole lot of money into mm-hmm. our insurance. Those that do have it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if it's something that you're thinking about doing right. or maybe, you know, insurance offers it, you know, yeah, are there other, hurt. other ways that it's covered outside of insurance or no, um, like any like type of like assistance or anything like that. So there are discounted therapy sites. So mm-hmm. I'm part of a website called, openpathcollective.org. Mm-hmm. So basically what it is, is therapists that are part of that agree to see clients for a discounted rate. And, you know, there's this idea where therapists should provide pro bono work or reduced fees to help people. And I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right? And, um, cause I've, I had to use that at one time yeah. also. And yeah. so, um, basically what it is is you go on there, you pay a lifetime membership fee of $50, I think it is. And you have access to therapists, then you contact them if they're accepting new clients. And so you see them at a reduced rate, like yeah. some, the lowest I think is 30 to $40. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, it'd be $150. Yeah. So, um, insurance also co-pays can range from $0 to 30 mm-hmm. or 40. Um, so there's that option. I, but I think if it is an option that's available to you yeah. where it's discounted or it's yeah. covered, 
and you realize, Hey, my life isn't where I want to be. Like I keep running into these same problems. I just keep having, whenever this happens, I feel this way. And I know that's not normal. I don't want to keep feeling like this. Mm -hmm. Then it's worth exploring. Yeah. Well, and also even like life is so dynamic that you don't know what you're getting from day to day. And sometimes situations happens. I mean, you may not even need therapy like on a regular, yeah. but maybe something happened in your life that you need to talk to somebody mm -hmm. about this situation. So it's good to Absolutely. have those options. Yeah. I, I just had a client actually, I stopped seeing this person probably a couple months ago and out of nowhere contacted me and was like, Hey, I need to meet with you for a session. And I was like, exactly. Oh, that's great. And, um, yeah, that's what I was going to kind of ask. Like, is there, is there, it's, it's kind of a weird question, but is there like a recommended frequency for somebody to feel like they're getting something out of a session? That's a good or, question. Or, or a that's session. Yeah, that's, a very, that's a very good question. Yeah. Um, so it all depends on the person and the severity of their issues. Mm -hmm. um, so some, initially what I recommend for people is I recommend weekly until they feel like they're making enough progress where when they leave <clears throat> their life, they're able to use their skills they're learning, they're mm -hmm. able to feel like they're getting through the, their life mm -hmm. better than before. Yeah. Um, if they find that they go two weeks or three weeks without a therapy session, mm -hmm. um, and life is just not working out like it, like they want it to be, then it's, it, depending on the situation, obviously it's mm -hmm. recommended to maybe step it back up. But initially I like to, um, recommend to my clients, um, weekly until we feel like, you yeah. know, things are going well. But if you okay. feel like you're like, your life is unmanageable, mm -hmm. it might be a good idea to see weekly. And I yeah. think that's like going back to the stigma of therapy, I think telling people and I think it's 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 great now because you like go down the street and like my therapist said my therapist said, yeah. my, and before that wasn't ever a thing but mm -hmm. we're also in Los Angeles where right. therapy is like normal and natural yeah, for a lot of people Absolutely. we're all going through it yeah like Absolutely. when I grew up in Texas it was not a thing that we ever talked about you right. know mm -hmm. or you just thought somebody was like nuts right. you know to not to use that term crazily you know yeah. what I mean but but um, it, but it, I think it makes sense to go like more frequently you know you, you need yeah. to be able to you do need to be able to use those things. And you, it, if you go like once a month or every other month, you're kind of going to go, you're going to have a good session. You're going to maybe feel a little bit better for a week or two. And then it's just going to kind of fade. And well, again, they're going to tell you what I probably would tell you myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, right. Well, and I, and I find kidding. what happens is people, if they do like once a month and the, and you know, I'm not going to force my clients to doing anything they don't want to, yeah. but if they find that they come in and they're spending the entire session recapping the last three, four weeks yeah. and not getting any therapy done, then it's yeah. like, okay, maybe we should step it up a little bit. Yeah. But I think just a stigma to like, like to dispel is therapy doesn't always have to be for when things are going wrong. Mm -hmm. Therapy, especially like in couples therapy, therapy for couples can be when things are going right and yeah. to keep maintain. Yeah. Yeah. Going even, right. Especially exactly. like some, sometimes I've, I've even thought like, man, things are going really good. I'm really happy. Like I'm, that also kind of like really scares the shit absolutely. out of me. Like, is yeah, something absolutely. bad going to happen now right. because absolutely. everything's going well? No, it's good. You know? it, I think it's good to be. I able mean, to like some people be like, you know, screw you. You know, <laughs> like yeah. everything sucks for me right now. Well, some people right. just wait for the other shoe to drop yeah, because that's what yeah, they're yeah. used to in their lives. And you know, and I, I know people like that. Mm. So. One thing, really quick. Um, so, if you're one of those people where you just want to go and have someone to talk to and like make sure things are going well, mm -hmm. a lot of times, if if you're using your insurance to to do that. Um, insurance won't really cover that because insurance covers for like manage, managing symptoms. Mm, right. So usually a therapist. How do they determine that though? Because you know when the when the therapist writes their documentation, oh, things like, oh. I see. But, I see. but clients, um, people when they use their insurance are authorized like a hundred sessions, mm -hmm. so that's two years. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. um, so there are times when a insurance company will request the records mm -hmm. and they'll review it. And sometimes they'll deny the records because they're like, so you're this person is using their insurance to talk about how happy they are. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to cover that. Session, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, so in that case, if you want to just go and kind of explore and you don't really feel anything is anything is unmanageable in your life. Mm -hmm. You just kind of want to explore therapy. Um, and you don't want to pay the full out of pocket, one fifty, two hundred dollars It might be worth exploring like maybe a cheaper, more discounted route. Mm -hmm. no, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying Definitely. that. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Well, all right, guys, this is uh, this was our episode on therapy, whether you, you know, you're thinking about it, you, you don't like it, you think it might be good for you. It's it's always an option. You know, we just thought we'd talk to you guys about it, you yeah. know, because there's so much that comes with it. Right. Yeah. We get some like direct insight from, you know, someone who, you know, deals with it professionally, you that's know, right. so and, like that's really good, good to have. And people need to know that that 
you know, that they aren't alone if they, yeah. if they need to have that talk and they need to, you know, just feel like there's another way, you know, right. It, it's just good. It's good. To, it's good to hear. So. And there are options. Yeah. You, you do have options. Mm-hmm. So just know that. And, Definitely. and just also know that if you have any questions or, um, any, Thing you want to talk about are subjects or topics, you can always hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my Instagram is Green Eye Steve, and then yours, Adam, is Adman2005. Yep, and Nick, yours is Say No to the number two, Kryptonite. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's a big Superman right. fan. We just have to put that out yeah. there. Right. And also, yeah. if they have any questions, like if anyone has any questions they want to ask me, they can always reach out to me via Instagram, or they can find me on Psychology Today, email me, things like that. So oh, I'm perfect. always available for to answer questions. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, and we'll have Nick on again because he's probably going to be hey. our resident psychotherapist <laughs> on plenty of different yeah. subjects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or so. just even events that he comes and. With us, yeah, yeah, for sure. Know, yeah. We do a whole lot of things together, so yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Oh, I absolutely. really am enjoying being the first. <laughs> Our first. <laughs> we, we loved, we loved having you. This is yeah. a really great experience, you oh, know, yeah. having Thank a you first, first guest, and it's just. It's kind of just, it's, know, it's, kind, it's of cool. kind of like a monumental moment <laughs> no, for us, you know? So yeah. it's awesome. And in, in, in case anybody, you know, doesn't know or, or forgot, just Tune in every other every other Wednesday yeah, and every other Wednesday you know. we'll have new episodes for you. Uh, All right, until next time. Remember that God made Adam and Eve, but He also made Adam and Steve. Any problems? Pray, pray about, about it. it.